Music is, it's the universal language. It's absolutely everywhere. We cannot live without it. It's, it soothes the soul for any mood that you are in. Um, and I am just the biggest advocate of getting everybody into singing or music of some sort. How can independent schools contribute to their local community and offer meaningful public benefit through music, sport and teaching digital skills? So we, we recognise that we have a, a, a great wealth of capital, um, cultural capital, human capital, financial capital, and it's a wonderful thing to be able to, to use that properly to share it and really get proper uh, true value from it. And so it's our absolute desire uh, for Alain's to be a place where the doors are open that, and to be a place with, where we have a significant impact on our community. And I think Alain's, the Alain's Academy that happens every week on Tuesday afternoons is a great example of that. From four o'clock every Tuesday afternoon, the gates are opened and up to 150 children from local primary schools dash in, uh, excited about the fact they're going to be spending time with Alain's children. Um, and more than that, even more excited by the prospect of engaging with sports uh, that they've not done before, with coaches of the level they've not experienced before, uh, engage with a digital programme, teaching them digital literacy that is hugely fun. Uh, and for those involved with the, the Music Academy, tremendously excited about uh, learning to sing in three-part harmony and develop genuinely beautiful sound. That's Alain's Director of Partnerships, Ben Jones, and this is Alain's Rock On, Community and Partnerships. In this episode, we'll be learning more about the Alain's Academy, which offers free weekly lessons to local school children across sport, music and digital programming. Uh, part of our desire is to, is to knock down any preconceptions about what a school like Alain's is. We, we love young people who are from a range of backgrounds from different schools to come onto the school site and to feel familiar with it at home, uh, meet, spend time with our children and realise we are all the same. Um, so that's part of it. It's about raising aspiration. It's, uh, we certainly believe doing these activities that won't, they won't have done before, often, um, gives children the chance to recognise that what they haven't done can be done and um, just think about what that does when they go back to their schools and meet a problem, it's recognising, well, last time I met that problem, I was taught I could overcome that. And therefore, it's, um, it's about setting sights uh, even higher than they are already. Alone we can do so little. Together we can do so much. Helen Keller. Alain's Head of Music Outreach, Darcy Winter, talks more about our Musical Academy offering. We have about 35 pupils from year five and six who are selected by their head teachers and their individual classroom teachers as children who would benefit, who they think would benefit from the programme. And they come from about seven schools, seven to eight schools in the Dulwich community. And then they come along every, every Tuesday. Aline's pupil volunteer, Ava, talks more about why she enjoys volunteering to run the academy. But first, Sophie from the Bellum Primary School gives her review of the Aline's Music Academy. We, this term, we've done Sincerely Me, and we're doing something from Toy Story, and we're also doing Dear Evan Handsome. I've definitely learned that to reach higher notes, I can just raise my eyebrows really high, and then I get them. I've made a few new friends, and even the people who go to my school, or who I already know, I think I'm a bit more friendly with them. 
I like talking and joining in with conversation with the younger people. I found it really interesting and they were all really lovely. And singing with them is just lovely. They make a beautiful sound. further about how the Music Academy can impact children's confidence. Um, as, as I think it's quite universally known, singing is a wonderful opportunity to build on confidence. You get the opportunity to perform as well, which we do at the end of every six weeks of the programme. We perform to the parents and to friends and just getting up on that stage, not even just the performance. I think, you know, every week I make sure that the kids talk to somebody else that they don't know from another school. We have those conversations. We talk about, um, we don't just do the singing, we talk about what music they like, what singers they like. So just getting them really, really confident in speaking aloud and talking to other students. And we have students of differing ability, learning abilities as well. We've got some autistic children in there. Then we've got very, very highly confident ones as well. And I think that it's just such an amazing experience and opportunity for students to, to be around um, such a variety of personalities. And, and that just naturally builds the confidence. The theme of confidence is something parents Ben and Isla have noticed in their children who are taking part. She can be crippled with shyness at times. So en route here, even though she'd agreed to come, she was in tears. She was, she was very, very nervous. Um, she was skipping the way here. This is her third session, so it's definitely helping her. And I'm watching, and I don't think she knows many people there, but I can see her talking, making, potentially making new friends. And yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with the way things are three weeks. Alex, my eldest, has just joined um, two weeks or last week. But Alex is, is autistic uh, and didn't speak until he was about um, six. And he's got a friend, Lucas, who's also coming, who's autistic. And I have to say, it's absolutely brilliant to have this opportunity for them to come and sing, which they both enjoy hugely and they wouldn't otherwise get the opportunity opportunity to do so and yeah, to, to have that on offer and in a lovely friendly environment is 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 fantastic so we're thrilled to have the opportunity for them to do that looking forward to see how they get on socializing is key to the success of the Allianz Digital Academy too head of the Digital Academy and leadership development Rob Atkinson shares his tips on how to get teens talking past is a secret that's what we've learned um, this was an idea of one of my colleagues uh, Karen, in the first couple of weeks of the project, uh, we found that, I mean, we should have known this, of course, but 12, 13-year-olds are perhaps not um, naturally uh, adept always at networking and meeting people um, of their own age group from other schools. And um, we, we had a lot to put in place to make sure the groups work together, but also that they really involved people from different schools and they weren't just working with their friends, which we were very keen on. So um, we, we took them for a break halfway through the session and we gave them some pasta and we made them sit with their groups and chat to each other. And that helps to build bridges, break down barriers and, um, and, and help them get to know each other, which is the secret to um, collaborating on any project is knowing the team you're working with well. So that was something we definitely learned and, and also the fact that the digital skills are one thing um, and we, we people come to us with very different backgrounds and abilities there and experience, 
but the ability to find a problem worth solving and to engage in the design thinking process, which is something that, that they're not particularly familiar with at all at the moment, um, it is something that's as important, if not more important, than the actual hands-on work on the computers themselves. Rob goes on to offer advice for other schools who may want to set up a similar club. I would say just don't be put off um, setting one up if you don't feel you have the expertise within. Um, the whole point of the, of the club and the way we've pitched it is that um, there's minimal teaching, maximum doing, and it's all about problem solving. So if they can't code a part of their game they want to code, well, then they ask other people in the room. And if that doesn't work, then we, find, we help them find suitable places to, to look it up. Um, using the computer that they have in front of them. So um, uh, there is certainly a barrier from some adults about a lack of digital confidence, I suppose. But I would say don't let that be a barrier. The kids know far more than us, and that's part of the beauty of it, is that them watching them collaborate and some of the less confident ones but more technically adept ones helping the others is part of the beauty of the club. And that's why I really enjoy going on a Tuesday to watch that process happen. And for those young people to gain in confidence as they help each other. Speaking of peer-to-peer -peer learning, let's hear more from Darcy and our pupil volunteers, Daniel and Eva, who helped deliver the Allianz Music Academy. It's been really nice to give an opportunity for our year nine Allianz pupils, um, give them a little bit of responsibility to help lead the programme as well. So I've been getting them to take some of the warm-ups and um, to help the primary school kids register and chaperone them. Um, so yeah, just sort of handing over that responsibility is not such a scary thing. Uh, and actually our pupils cope with that really well. It's just really fun, like, and you do learn more about the tutoring from, like, the warm-ups and the general thing. And it's, ni it's nice being able to help out with this sort of thing. Like Ava, I learned to put myself in the teacher's shoes instead of being the student, and it's, and it's been great helping the kids. Rob Atkinson talks more about the Digital Academy, which is a collaborative club comprised of 49 pupils from years 8 and 9, split equally between Allianz and two partner state schools. The idea came from um, a conversation I had with our head, Jane London, um, where um, she, in speaking with some parents, had um, discussed the fact that if we wanted to make a real difference um, to young people, it was more about helping them become more digitally confident and digitally literate and embrace 21st century skills that they will need to thrive in the world beyond school and that this was becoming increasingly important uh, against the traditional sort of academic skills which, which Allianz is already known for. Milo from the Charter East School gives his impressions of taking part in our Digital Academy, which was launched earlier this year. Uh, well, we've been working on the metaverse and game design, which is awesome. I guess the skills I've developed have been kind of like... Um, like 3D design and 3D modeling and I guess a bit of teamwork and learning like working with people who I don't normally know because I've met a lot of new people and I've found out to work with them and I've also met some really old friends who I never thought I'd see again. Really nice way to relax on an afternoon you know just chill out hang with your friends and just have fun. The Allianz Sport Academy wouldn't be possible without support from local sport organizations and individuals from the world of elite sport who offer their expertise for free. Lansano from Dog Kennel Hill Primary School gives his review of Allianz staff and our volunteer sports coaches. Very nice. They're very kind, nice and 
they're very funny as well, some of them. I enjoyed that you can do multi-sports and it's very fun. You get to do lots of activities, especially when you're in the, doing the sports so you can practice like to get, um, what's, how should I say it? Get like confident at the sport. Further to staff support, the Digital Academy benefits from assistance from Allen's upper school students and alumni support, as Rob talks more about. So we were very lucky to have uh, an alumnus called Jason Knight come in to help us out with the club. Um, he's been really helpful, again, in advising you through the projects. But he came in to share some of his story um, and, and the path he took once leaving Alain's um, and working in management of music bands and then becoming an entrepreneur himself and, uh, and working in digital tech. And, and he was able to show them a brief video clip of his story and then just work with the groups and speak to them about whether their ideas would work and, and help to inspire them to have good ideas and to, to um, realise that what they were coming up with was going to have value. Jason Knight, Spurgeon's 1989, gives insight into why he has chosen to support community and partnership project at Allianz. If you want things to improve, you need to come together. You need to put energy into things to make them happen, right? So there's no point moaning if you're not prepared to do anything about it. Look, there's something about this school that never quite leaves you, right? So you come out at the end of it and you're connected through your whole life, through friends, people that you come across with. A lot of my peers at school have been very successful in the things that they do, so our paths cross. And I've got a lot of friends that really important people to me. I don't mean see them so often, but they're good friends and they'll always be good friends. Throughout my career, old boys and stuff were quite important to me. I picked up little bits of advice that I would never have got elsewhere. A friend of mine, Martin Cook, who gave me some snippets, very young, I don't think he even knew he was giving them to me. He talked about when he went to get his first job and he said he went into the city and he said, look, I got there and I was very nervous. He said, I thought everyone was going to be really clever, really, really bright, and I was going to struggle. And he said, I sort of, after a few months, he said, I kind of realised that maybe a lot of these other people here weren't up to much. And he said to me, he said, look, you're going to be fine. You're plenty able to get on in life. Just go and do your thing. And it really worked for me. So these are little small bits, right? To have the ability to do that in a bit more of a structured way, where you can share those things to more people, you can build relationships with more people, I think is really important. And I think for me personally, my own, oops, my own morality or my own conscious, I, it's not even a conscious thing because it's not that guilt. Yeah, is that you need to give back. You know, it's really important always that you've got, uh, you're going to take stuff out of life in order to be successful. At a certain point, you need to give some of that back and that's what I like to do. So, what's next for the Allianz Academy? Ben Jones shares our ambitions. Uh, but we intend this year, in the next academic year, to launch a science academy. Uh, it sits very closely alongside the Saturday Maths programme that we've run for a number of years. It sits very comfortably alongside the, um, the annual summer school that we're running again in July. And uh, really, where our imagination is the limit really to where else we could go with it. Um, we could think of any number of other academic subjects to build into the Allianz Academy, uh, other practical subjects, or even uh, subjects that we don't currently teach in the school. We hope this podcast has inspired you to consider ways you can collaborate with people and organisations in your local community. As Winston Churchill once said, We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. 
We hope you enjoyed our second episode from Series 2 of Allianz Rock On Community and Partnerships. Don't miss an episode, subscribe to our channel wherever you get your podcasts. With thanks to all staff, students and alumni who made this podcast possible, narrated by me, Katia, produced and edited by Sarah McGee, and final edit by the Bonjour Podcast Agency.